Welcome to the NFL edition of the Bold Take Podcast. I'm Austin Wader. With me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the Austin Hill. Uh, pretty, pretty crazy weekend in the NFL. Let's get that out of the way. But before we go into specific detail, go listen to our college football episode. We discuss uh, Coach O resi- uh, resigning at LSU, the games from this past weekend, uh, game picks, and also... Uh, why fans should just be normal and not throw stuff on the field. Seriously, stop it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go give that a listen if you hadn't yet. But like I said, this is an NFL, so let's get into it. A lot of stuff happened this weekend. Now, relatively, there wasn't a lot of huge games, but still a lot of stuff happened. I mean, Jacksonville, I repeat, Jacksonville, led by Urban Meyer, won a football game. The yeah. Ravens destroyed the Chargers. Then you have the Cardinals destroy the Browns without their head coach. The Cowboys going into New England and winning. You had the whole Steelers-Seahawks fiasco. And then the Titans-Bills instant classic on Monday Night Football. Absolutely. What What is your biggest takeaway from this weekend? Um, Nobody is uh, invincible. That would be my takeaway. Now, the Ravens are 5-1. and one. They are currently playing like the best team in the in the nation, but when you look at it, the Chargers beat big, a team that was starting to look unstoppable. The Bills come up short against the Titans, uh, and they were looking like they were on a roll. Their defense was looking unstoppable. Um, And so I, I think this really goes to show that there's not a perfect team this year. Nobody's perfect. Well, technically, as of right now, there is one. one. There is one, but they're they're not perfect. Yeah, but nobody's perfect. Um, the Cardinals have certainly played well. Um, if they could go a complete undefeated season, I'd be here to see it. Um, but I think that we've seen that nobody is completely perfect, and you know everybody looks to be beatable, except maybe the Cardinals. Me- yeah, for for now, for I mean, now. they still they got to play the Packers in two weeks on Thursday Night Football, which will be a fantastic and one of the few Thursday night games yeah. that'll be worth talking about. Actually, on here, for me, the biggest takeaway was just the Ravens just going out there and destroying the Chargers as a division rival. That absolutely scares me because we have to play the Chargers yeah. this season, and I thought we were going to have trouble with them, and then the Ravens beat them thirty four to six, and we play the Ravens in the next few weeks, and I'm I'm terrified. You know, I'm hoping we uh, the Steelers stay healthy, and that way it's you know semi close. But uh, yeah. I'm I'm not looking forward to playing them. <laughs> but uh, we're now going to move to the main topic. Now, I mean, there was no real big one huge storyline from this past weekend, unlike past weeks with John Gruden and you know big trades happening or the whole thing with Urban Meyer. So what we've decided to do for this week, we're going to give you totally. Amazing top 10 NFL power rankings. <clears throat> the first power rankings of the year. I'm sure that these will age very well near so the end good. of the seasons, much like our. These will be the yeah. top 10 teams for the rest of the year. Guaranteed. Almost guaranteed. But uh, let, let's get into it. So we'll, the way we're going to do is we're going to go each one by one. Like Austin Hill will give his 10th team. I'll give my 10th team and we'll go down to one. So give me give me your number 10 right now. Um. After taking a quick glance at the teams, um, because I forgot to make a list, uh, <laughs> I won't lie, but I kind of have a good idea where I'm going with this. I am going to put a bold one 
uh, right at the beginning. Um, number 10, I'm going to say the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. I really like the way that Joe and Jamar have played together all year. I like the way Joe has avoided getting hurt with a terrible offensive line. I wish the Bengals would try and protect him a little <laughs> bit more, but they've chosen their fate, and Joe gets the ball out quick. He gets it to Jamar. They've looked really good. The defense has looked really good. I think that's something that not a lot of people have been talking about. Um, and so I really like Cincinnati, and I think that that NFC North is going to get real interesting come playoff time, <clears throat> or funny. AFC North. Yeah, funny. we didn't. I didn't think we'd agree on the first one, but yeah, number 10 for me is also as painful as it was to put the – the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, I mean, everything you said, you know, this, the defense has played really – that's what's impressed yeah. me. The way the defense has played up to this point was something I did not see coming because when I entered the season, I was thinking they don't have an offensive line. They don't have a defense. All they have is a QB and a couple of skill positions, but that's kind of hard to win without a defense or no line. Yeah. But Joe Burrow's done very well. The Bengals' game planning really has done well around – hey, let's not get this guy killed this year. Yeah. So, you know, they've done a really good job with that. And like I said, they're four and two up to this one. They have a huge game this weekend facing the five and one Ravens. If they go into Baltimore and beat the Ravens, then this is going to get very interesting. Very interesting. So now let's, that's our number 10 teams. I don't know if we'll agree for the rest of the rest, uh, list, but uh, let's move to number nine. Who you got at number nine? Well, after a big win on Monday night, I feel like this team deserves a spot in my top 10. Number nine, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, really, I liked the way Tannehill seemed to kind of play one of his better games this season, one of his best games this season. Um, Julio Jones looked phenomenal. That one catch he had yeah. was amazing. Um, Derrick Henry finally had a good game against the Bills in the last four years. Uh, you know, he had been hearing a lot, said he'd been hearing a lot even from his coaches <laughs> about how the Bills had handled him. Well, he made sure that wasn't the case anymore. Uh, the offense played good. The defense, even with a very slim secondary in that game, uh, I mean, we're talking about corners dropping like flies Kale out Farley, there. Farley, their first-round pick's now done for years. Yeah, so. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do to replace some of these guys. But even with that injured secondary, we saw a number of guys step up into their roles and play well and ultimately get that stop on fourth and one to uh, win the game. So I really like the Titans. Okay, we are two for two so far. <laughs> Number nine for me is the Tennessee Titans. Everything you said, that Monday night win, I originally had they lost the Monday night game. I wasn't going to put them in here. But yeah. that Monday night win, they were good in the defense. They got pressure on Josh Allen. They made they made enough stops. And that fourth and one, let, I'm going to be completely honest. Whenever the Bills went for I was like, I would too. Tennessee doesn't have a good defense. Yeah. But, then they, but then they stopped them, and they got to give props to them. And then, I mean – the offense we were never worried about. Yeah. You know, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. I mean, it's hard to stop that offense. You just wondered when the defense would do something, and they did very well on Monday night. And now they have a game where their defense is going to get tested even more this yeah. week against the Kansas City Chiefs. So it'll be interesting to see that. But, yep, yeah, we are so far two for two on, on it. If we are three for three, then I'm going to wonder if you're cheating off of my list or not. Yes, so, I'm looking right at it. <laughs> so uh, let's let's move to number eight on the list. Who you got at number eight? Uh, right here I've got the 
I almost said San Diego. I got the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, <laughs> I can tell by your expression that you may also have the Los Angeles Chargers. I I, I have too, but you you um, go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, Justin Herbert has you know really continued his uh his greatness from last season. Um, you know when we had Grant on to talk about the season preview, he talked about how. Usually in a guy's second season, that's where they struggle. Teams figure out how to stop them. Um, And then it's about finding ways to get better. Um, But that hasn't been the case for Justin Herbert. Um, So I think that Justin Herbert is really just continuing to get better and just continuing to become unguardable. And the run game, in my opinion, not a lot of people have agreed with this, but I think Austin Eckler has looked great in the run game. Absolutely. and that's really helped them out a lot. And Mike Williams stepping up to be a solid number two receiver. Um, and that's hurting defenses who have given so much attention to Keenan Allen this season. Yeah. Um, in case you like you said, uh, we are now three for three. This is this is amazing what we yeah. got right now. Uh, but everything you said, you know, <clears throat> I really liked when they hired Brandon Staley in the offseason. I thought he was going to be a very good yeah. coach for him because the Chargers are a talented team. They just needed the right coach to be able to get them to make the playoffs. And right now they're doing good. I mean, their two losses are against the Cowboys, who, painful as it is to say, are looking really good, and the Baltimore Ravens, who are also, as painful as it is to say, are looking really good. Yeah. But, you know, besides that, besides really that, those two games, they have looked really they have looked really good and really impressive. So, yeah, pretty much everything you just said about them. Okay. <clears throat> You you better not have the same as number seven as me because if if you say who I think you're gonna say then I really don't know I don't, I really don't know what to do but uh who who you got at number seven if you say this team right here we may just have identical lists uh, I've got the Dallas Cowboys oh at number okay seven. okay there we go <laughs> um I know the Cowboys are five and one but the strength of schedule is the thing that's kind of thrown me off their their wins have not been have not been the best against some of the worst teams they've played. This past week they played the Patriots, and the Patriots played a lot of good games, lost a lot of close ones, but they're still two and four. I believe. Right I believe now. two and four. Um, and so, you know, you can't I in my opinion, <laughs> you can't be a top five team in the NFL and be playing that close of a game uh with a team that goes two and four um good job for them closing it out and being able to finish the game but i really think that um i I need to see them win a a real big game not that the chargers game wasn't a big one but just win a big game or start beating some of these teams that they should be beating by more but i do like the way that dax looked coming back from injury and obviously the defense has stepped up in a big way because they got almost no help this offseason on the defense. In fact, they gave up Jalen Johnson for nothing. So they, you know, have been playing well with the same guys from last year and a couple of rookies. Yeah, not bad. And finally, we do not have the same team. This is an exciting. But yeah, the, I 100% agree. Uh, agree with that. You know, even though I don't have them in the same spot, a little bit higher, but I 100% agree. You know, and also, you know, the Cowboys fans on the air now are losing their mind right now, saying they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. A week ago, we said we didn't know, like a few weeks ago, we didn't, we said we didn't know if they're going to win their division. 
now it's starting to look pretty clear that they're probably going to win the division. Yeah, they're looking a little more real. I won't give them too much uh, hate for that, but I would like to see them win some more games, make some more statements. Agreed. Now, my number seven, this might come off a little bold with it, but number seven, I have the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I know some people might think that that's a little low for them, but if I'm being honest, you know, I mean, I get their five and one. They've they haven't they've won five in a row, and they're like, "What are you doing? Why don't you have them higher than that?" It's the injuries that are concerning me. They have had a lot of injuries on the season, and that no matter what down the stretch is going to cause I think a lot of issues with them. But don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers is still a bad man who. In case y'all did not know, apparently owns the Chicago Bears. Sorry to sorry to remind no, you of he it. He doesn't. He's, so <laughs> He's hey, we'll we'll get we'll get to it. But uh, but uh, you know, I mean, I think the Packers are a really good team. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I just I'm just not been as entirely impressed as people have been. With I mean, one of their wins was against the Lions. Let's face yeah. that. The 49ers, everybody's won. That's yeah, played the Lions so yeah. far. They played the 49ers, who are kind of eh in the middle. And then also, I can't forget about that Saints game. I know it's week one. They've won ever since then. I'm still, I still just have questions about their health and how that will play towards the end of the season whenever other teams that are healthy throughout the whole season are playing in a rhythm compared yeah. to them. All right. Well, at least we didn't have the same team for that one. So let's move now to number six. Who you got here? Uh, at number six, I've got the Buffalo Bills. Oh. Um, they would be a top five team had they won. Uh, on Monday night, but they lost, and they showed a little crack in the armor. The defense gave up a lot in the run game, um, and I know it's Derrick Henry, but they were getting gashed, and I think that's going to be the attack on this defense <clears throat> for the rest of the season for opponents. I think that they're all going to look to attack with the run and let that set up your pass game, and so they need to really step up on defense. But overall, Josh Allen's been great this year. The defense has been great this year. Just wondering how they're going to adjust after getting gashed in the run game by Derrick Henry this past week. Yeah, I mean, that is that's a that is a fair point. The defense, this is, to me, that was like one of the first few games I looked at and said, wow, their defense did not play well yeah. in that one. So, I mean, not a lot of panic to me. My number six is a team that you did just say at your number seven, the Dallas Cowboys. I just put them a little bit ahead of Green Bay. You know, I mean, they have similar rec records right now. I really was considering flip-flopping them. But then whenever you said Dallas was number seven, I'm just like, you know what? We got to – we're not doing this. Yeah, we got to so separate we gotta, this We got to mix this up. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys at six. All the stuff you said. They're five and one. They're they're a good football team. We've always, we've always known they have talent. Yeah. It's always been, uh, you know – how do they finish the season? And do they have a coach that can actually be a good coach for them? And that they still don't have that in Mike yeah. McCarthy. I don't care what your record is. Mike McCarthy is not a good football coach. Yeah. And I will believe that even if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year. So now we have reached the top five of the list. We're halfway through. Let's get in, let's get into the top five. Who you got as your fifth best team? The Green Bay Packers. Um, uh, this is must this is kind of a sore subject with uh I think that they're a little overhyped for the way they've played this season. Um, I think that they make the top five for me. I can't hate on them too much. But the 
devastating loss to the Saints really, really doesn't look good. Yeah, it really doesn't with the way the Saints have looked. The worse the Saints get and the better the Packers get, the worse this loss looks. Um, Again, like you said, it was at the beginning of the year, but it'll be interesting to see if teams maybe look to that game a little more and try and figure out how to stop this team. Um, And so I would really like to see the Packers uh, just, you know, make some big wins in some of their bigger games that are coming up down the stretch. And I, I, I think that they're top five, and, you know, it's not going to be long before they're top three if they keep playing at this rate. Fair. That is that is fair, of course, with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I mean, anytime, let's face it, you know, we you may not be a big fan, but when you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, you got, you're going to have a good chance to win a game yeah. almost every single time. My number five is a team that you said in your previous one. Uh, mine is the Buffalo Bills. I uh, was going to have them in the top three had they won on Monday night, but obviously they didn't. And everything you said, you know, the defense did not look good. They couldn't stop Derrick Henry. But then again, who who has been able to stop Derrick Henry? So, uh, you know, so they're not they're not bad. It's just Tennessee's a pretty good football team, you know, even though they lost. They somehow managed to lose to the Jets. I still don't understand that. Yeah, but um, you know, this is one they just got to bounce. They got to bounce back from. I still think they're a really good team. I still think that they are probably one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC. You know, I don't know. They they're they're right with Baltimore right now. So, but uh, yeah, they're they're not a bad team at all. They just got to bounce back from this, and I still don't know how they managed to lose to the Steelers. So yeah. So now let's move into number four. Who you got as number four? I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, it gets a little cutthroat in this area, um, but they have their only loss is to a team that I obviously, if you couldn't tell, I'm gonna have higher in this power ranking. Um, and their only loss is to a team that will also be higher in this power ranking. So um, I think really, to me, it just comes down to Tom Brady's looked unstoppable. The defenses looked good. But it's just the losses and who they happen to be for them and the team they lost to. Um, and so, you know, with all the way that shakes out, they just kind of shake to the four team. But, you know, they could easily be a top three team at any given time, you know, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Um, well, this is another one we're agreeing. We haven't agreed in a little bit on yeah. it at least. But, yeah, literally everything you said about Tampa, I have them as my number four. Now, like everything you said, they're they're really good, obviously, defending Super Bowl champs. They brought pretty much everyone back, and they've only lost is to a team who I also have ranked higher than them. So, uh to me, I look at it as, you know, they're they're right up there with the Rams, and it really could be flip-flop within yeah. like the next week or two. But for now, solely because their only losses for uh their only loss is to the team to the Rams, I'm gonna put them at number four. Yeah. So uh we are now reaching the top three who what we believe, and I believe we have the same three teams. I believe so. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, I believe we each have, if I'm correct, we each have the Rams, because we both just said that. I believe we'll both have the Cardinals. Yeah. And I believe we each have the Ravens. Yes. So we have the same three teams. The question is, are they in the same order? So let's start who you got at number three. 
I've got the car. Just kidding. I got the Rams. Oh, whoa. I was about to say, whoa. Um, the Rams defense has looked really good. Stafford, as everybody thought, looks phenomenal playing for Sean McVay. And we can finally say, boy, oh, boy, Matthew Stafford could have been so good under the right system in an environment that wanted him to win. If only, if only Detroit just would have done something right at some point. So... You know, it makes me happy that I get to cheer for Matthew Stafford finally because he's no longer a Detroit Lion. Um, and really, it just shakes down to uh, the teams I have above them. I just think have looked a little bit better in their last few games. Yeah, uh, we do agree on number three again, uh, obviously the Rams. So, you know, pretty much everything you just said, they're, they're a good team. But I just don't know if they're top two. I mean, they're like you said, Stafford has looked good. You know, their biggest problem has been running back. Obviously, they yeah. lost some their running backs for this uh, for the season and in, uh, in the preseason. And the defense, at some points, has looked not nearly as good as last year. But at the same time, there have been some games where they've looked really good. So mm-hmm. if that defense can pick up consistency, they might just be able to crack into the top two. So two teams remain, the Ravens and the Cardinals. Who do you got number two? And I think we'll get a pretty clear picture of who you got number one after that. So who's number two? The Baltimore Ravens. Um, It's my firm belief that it is not fair to have a team any lower than one in the power rankings when they are record-wise the best team in the sport. I don't think it's very fair to have a 6-0 team any lower than one because nobody else is six and oh. So that means something right there. Um, but really the Ravens have looked spectacular. Only loss of the season is a game that really nobody lost. Yeah. Um, really. It really should have ended in a tie. Both of those teams played phenomenal in that game. Um, and it just came down to a couple mistakes that Lamar Jackson made that he has not thought about one bit since. Um, he's looked phenomenal, had that great fourth quarter comeback against the Colts, and that's one of the biggest reasons that I've got them so high. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been talked about so long as just the Ravens run the ball so much, but when they need to pass the ball, can they do it? That second half of that Colts game just showed Lamar Jackson can throw the ball, throw it well, and when he needs to make a big comeback to win a big game, he can do it with his arm. Um, and so I think that that really put them on my map at number two, that really it's going to be hard to stop this offense. Yeah, absolutely. And then you add the fact that they literally lost their their starting backup and third string running back before the season even yeah. started. And ever since then, I mean, it's they've shown they can win in so many ways, whether it be Lamar passing the ball like we saw against the Colts, Lamar running the ball like we've seen this season, where – they make a huge comeback. They can do that. They did that. They want to come back against the Chiefs and, like I said, against the Colts. Or the defense dominates a game. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, that Raiders loss, really, it's really hard to look at that as neither team really deserved to lose that game. But to me, you know, I was very, was very close to putting them at number one because of the way they're playing right now. But like you said, if a team is undefeated, at this point in the season, 6-0, and it's really hard not to put them there. Yeah. But I was very close. I was very close to doing it. 
So now, obviously, we each have the same number one, the only undefeated team left, the Arizona Cardinals, one in Cleveland without their head coach. I'll just I'll let you say what you want to say about the the Cardinals as your number one. Um, well, Kyler Murray's played an MVP level. There's yes, no, he has. There's no denying that. Chandler Jones has not missed a step in his return. You know, missed a lot of time last season. Didn't play much of last season, and he has not missed a beat since coming back. J.J. Watt has looked phenomenal in what is looking like a steal of a contract um, that they gave to him. Boy, oh boy, could people not have been more wrong about J.J. Watt going to the Cardinals. Yeah. Um. So, really, the defense has looked incredible. Byron Murphy has really stepped up after Patrick Peterson decided to part ways and head to Minnesota. Byron Murphy now being the number one corner, he's looked really good. Um, it's just hard to find anything wrong with a team that hasn't lost. They haven't really done much wrong, and, you know, that's why I've got them number one. They just haven't made mistakes. Yeah, they really haven't. And then you add the fact that they went into Cleveland this weekend, which is a tough place to play against a tough team, yeah. without your head coach, without one of your key offensive assistants, and without one of your starting defensive linemen, and you destroyed the Cleveland Browns. Like, I think 37 37- – to 14 it wasn't even close yeah so i mean doing that and then what they've already done this year i mean how could you not have them as the best team in the nfl at this point i agree which is something i think absolutely nobody was gonna say at the start of the year i mean no. i had faith kyler could win mvp but i did not have faith that the cardinals would start six and zero to start the year and now we will move in to talking about our favorite teams this weekend uh one of us got a win the other uh, suffered a what was a tough loss against the division opponent, and that was your Chicago Bears facing Aaron Rodgers, who is a uh, obviously a terrific player. Uh, just your your thoughts on how the game went? Um, honestly, if you watch the Bears game, was a was a two possession loss, but it was a good game through and through. Um, and really, uh, Justin Fields, he's a rookie. Yeah, I mean. I can't. I don't put any pressure on him, any blame on him. I mean, sure, if we had a guy like Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback for us, maybe the you know the game would have been different. But we've got a rookie; he's still learning the game. And you know, I tough losses like this, tough close losses like this, are what's going to push the best guys to go out and get better. This is the kind of game where Justin Fields says, "Man, I threw. I had a couple interceptions there. I could have. You know, we could have turned those possessions into points." Um, and, you know, he's proven he's the kind of guy that he's going to look at that. He's not going to put his head down. He's going to go to the lab. He's going to work. He's going to get better, watch more film, work on his fundamentals, work on making those better decisions. And so that's a big thing that I think, you know, it's going to be a good learning experience for Justin Fields overall. And really, it just came down to, you know, having young corners as well. Our run game was still just as good uh, this week. Khalil Herbert. Now our running back, uh, rookie running back after David Montgomery and Damian Williams are out. Uh, so, boy, looking you know looking like the offense is made to run the ball, just how well we've run it. Um, but those young corners out there in the secondary, Jalen Johnson, Kendallville Door, Duke Shelley, um, they've been pretty good this season. But that's you know another thing that made the difference. Uh, it, it's hard to stop. Devontae Adams with a second-year corner. 
And uh, I don't want to just deflect it all on youth. The Packers did play a great game. But, you know, if we had some of the veterans, uh, some of the better guys out there in the league, some of the guys that know how to make those stops, a Stephon Gilmore <laughs> or something out there, obviously, you know, we would have stood a better chance and maybe got a stop on that last drive, had a chance to tie it up with the field goal. But ultimately, you know, I would have loved to get the win against the Packers, against Aaron Rodgers. But I think hopefully this is going to be a good learning uh, spot for a bunch of our good young guys. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I want to say is obvious. Want to ask you about is the whole Aaron Rodgers quote after scoring a touchdown, saying "I own you, I blank own you, I've owned you my whole life." What? Did, I'm I'm assuming that comment did not sit well with you. No, I mean it's real big talk from Aaron Rodgers, who's won one Super Bowl in his career. Um, <laughs> you know, so be it. He thinks he owns the city of Chicago. That's fine. Um, he, he, I mean, it, it, I, I, I don't know what's, I, I don't know what's wrong <laughs> I'm going to say here. He's, he's a good quarterback. He beats us a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, beating us a lot hasn't meant a lot in his entire career, except for one year when we played in the NFC Championship. So you know, for most of Aaron Rodgers' career, beating us is what he was supposed to do. Um, and that's same thing can be said Sunday afternoon. He was supposed to beat us yeah. Sunday. So if that's how Aaron Rodgers wants to look at it, that's fine. Um, one Super Bowl and zero Super Bowl Super Bowl since the start of his career. Comparatively, you know, some people wouldn't really say that's owning just a little <laughs> bit better. But that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, all, well, all right. Uh, we'll now talk about the Steelers game on Sunday night. Very interesting game. It was the game that everyone wanted on Sunday Night Football. Geno Smith versus Ben Roethlisberger. We wanted Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Give us Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, maybe at some, maybe at some point, maybe. But uh, you know, overall, the first half of the game, the Steelers looked good. I think the defense looked good. The offense was kind of slow at first, but then again, when aren't they? Um, so, but you know, for the for, for the most part, we were up fourteen nothing entering halftime. And then the second half, it's like what they they decide not to show up. Alex Collins nearly ran for a hundred yards on us in the third quarter. Now I'm happy for Alex Collins because he's a former Razorback and I want him to do good, but not against my team. Yeah. And then the offense, I don't know what they were doing the the whole second half. They didn't. They just didn't want to do anything. Apparently, you know. And then Ben, you know, just dropping the ball. On that one draw, thank goodness we didn't allow any points out of that. But Ben's like, I was throwing, I'm like, no, Ben, you pump faked and you had it like this, and then the ball just fell out of your hand. That's an obvious fumble. I don't know what Steelers fans or people were trying to understand uh, or trying to make sense out of that, but it was 100% a fumble. And then the end of the regulation, all I'm going to say is this. I, to the people that are saying there should have been no time left, you're wrong. Seattle had one second left on the clock. That's where my problem is. They shouldn't have had three seconds on the clock to kick that field goal. They should have had only one second because that's when the ball was spiked by Geno. They would have had one second and they would have maybe and they would have been able to try to try the field goal still and gotten overtime. That I'm not mad about, but giving them the extra two seconds, especially with them stopping to review it, the clock would have kept on rolling uh after that, and they wouldn't have been able to, you know, uh really been able to get the kickoff. But uh, I'm not going to complain about that because we ended up winning it overtime. Credit to the man that should have won Defense Player of the Year last year, Thanks. Mr. T.J. Yeah. Watt. This is why this is why we paid him all the money. 
he to came tackle Geno Smith while while being triple teamed because you uh, at that play he was triple teamed before he got to Geno to cause the fumble in overtime. So you know, and then we got the field goal by Boswell, and you know, I want to look at as we barely beat Seattle with Geno Smith at QB. Hey, Geno's good. Yeah, but at the same time, with that win, we are currently in the 17 playoff structure. We're the last team in the playoff. So go. I so I will take that. Now we get a we get a bye week this week, but then we play the Browns, who are quite an injured bunch right now. So that gives me uh hope. Browns I, be the Browns. <laughs> uh first time you've been able to say that in like a couple of years, but uh then you got the Ravens uh later down the road. I mean, the schedule, we have one of the toughest schedules to finish the year so like i said at the start of the year i think we have enough talent to be able to get in the playoffs it's just whether or not we make it through our schedule that we get be able to get there so i'm interested interested to see how we finish and i just just really wish that we would have blown them out but yeah. enough about that let's get to the game picks like what you're all here for yeah uh by the way the records for the game picks i've didn't say them last week. I realized that in an episode. I apologize. Uh, let me get them pulled up really quick. If I can get them pulled up, I don't know why I'm not able to. Um, there, there we go. Uh, so last week, uh, this man across me went three and three overall. I went four and two, putting our records at twenty and eighteen. This man across from me is still above five hundred at twenty wins, and I am currently at sixteen and twenty two. I was down by five last week, so now I'm down to four. I'll take that as a win. So, but you know, it's still a little bit of a ways to go on it. But uh, yeah, uh, let's now get into the game picks. Like I said, the Steelers have a bye week this week, so we're not gonna be able to obviously pick the Steelers game. So we have two extra games besides who the Bears play. And I thought, you know, since that Bears Buccaneers game is the main game of the afternoon, let's save that one for last. So. We'll start with one of the main uh, morning games, Chiefs and Titans. The Chiefs still struggled in the first half against the football team last week. Mahomes made some really, really bad throws, like that one interception. Mm -hmm. And then you got the Titans, who are coming off a huge win on Monday Night Football against the Bills. Who you got in this one? I like the Titans in this one. I'm not going to lie. Um, the Titans defense really stepped up last week, like we talked about earlier. Uh, against the Bills, and if their defense continues to play that well, Patrick Mahomes has been turning the ball over to a lot lesser defensive efforts. So I think they play at that level against the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is going to make a lot of mistakes, and that high-powered offense that the Titans have is going to torch that Chiefs uh, weak secondary. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Now, obviously, Julio did leave the game on Monday night with an injury. I don't know for sure if he'll be able to play. But if he's able to, him, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill against that Chiefs defense, yeah, I'm not worried. And like you said, Mahomes has been throwing interceptions uh, to teams that don't even have – that have just about as good of defense, if not better or worse, you know, some of them teams they face. So uh, I am also going to go with the Titans. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Mahomes managed to pull out a win in a shootout, but I am going to go with Tennessee. And then the next game we get into Bengals and Ravens. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that we were picking a game between the Bengals and the Ravens, I would have said, you are ridiculous. But this is for first place in the AFC North. The Bengals, 4-2, and two, looked really good up to this point. 
Then you got the 5-1 Ravens, who've looked even better ever since that week one loss. It's going to be probably the one of the biggest games of the weekend, arguably the biggest game of the weekend. Who you got in this one? Uh, you know, I think this is going to be a game that really tests the Bengals' defense. It's looked pretty good this year, but this is a whole other beast trying to contain Lamar Jackson. With that being said, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be able to take advantage of this younger defense um, who's going to face their first real big adversity of the year. Um, and so I, I got the Ravens in this one. Yeah, uh, 100%, 100% agree. I want to be fun and pick the Bengals, but if I'm being honest, they're facing Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens have looked like the best team in football the past couple of weeks. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. Which brings us to the final game. This will be the main game of the afternoon. Jim Nance and Tony Romo will be calling the game. The Chicago Bears, led by Justin Fields, trying to bounce back from a loss against the Green Bay Packers, taking on the reigning defending Super Bowl champions. I really hate saying that. Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I think, we, like you said, I think I know where you're going to go with this one, but just your perspective on the game. Um, We beat them last year. No, uh, we did beat them last year. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we take some of the same blueprints from that game, apply them to this one. One of the benefits of having the same exact team uh, from last year as this year is our, our game plan could still be good. You've got the same coach, same players, um, and they're having the same kind of success. So hopefully you take that game plan from last time try and build upon that um, because we've got a lot of the same defense, a little bit of a younger secondary, but Jalen Johnson's shown he's been up to the challenge this season. Um, and so hopefully defense can find a, find a, find a way, um, even though they'll be playing without Robert Quinn this week. Um, and then on offense – our run game has looked good no matter who the running back has been. The offensive line has looked a lot better than people gave Is it credit Is Montgomery for. or Williams going to be packed for this um, game? Montgomery's IR'd, so I believe he for sure has to miss this game. And then uh, Damian Williams is on the COVID list, so he also has to miss this game okay. uh, this week. So Khalil Herbert will be our back, but 127 yards for him in the last game with a rushing touchdown facing the Bucks. You know, it, like I said, the running game just looks good no matter who's carrying the ball, and that's a big credit to the way our offensive line is played and how we've blocked. And, uh, you know, Justin Fields, hoping for a big game out of him. I, I like the Bears in this one. I'm going to pick the Bears as a Bears fan, make it a little bit interesting <laughs> for our picks coming up. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest, Tampa Bay secondary is starting to get a little healthy, but they're still not that good of a situation. So I think y'all, I mean, as good as y'all do running the ball, if y'all are able to pass the the ball well y'all could very much keep this game very very close throughout but uh, i made this mistake one too many times in the playoffs last year and that would be picking against tom brady i'm not gonna do that this time uh i am gonna go with tampa bay although i will be rooting for for chicago any chance tom brady's playing a team i root for them unless he's playing the cowboys then uh, i really don't know who to root then for. you just don't one. watch the game then you just hope they ended a tie yeah. so neither team wins but uh, I'm going to go with Tampa. And that will do it for our NFL episode. Also, I didn't say this at the beginning. If you've not seen, uh, the, this is being recorded on a Wednesday. Tuesday, last night, the NBA season began. 
Also, that Tuesday morning, we uh, had a NBA season preview episode. We talk about our favorite teams. We give a preview and uh, look into the Ben Simmons and Kyrie situations, which have gotten a little bit worse for Ben Simmons. And also, you know, our really going to be 100% accurate finals predictions and award predictions. Yeah, no doubt. If you're an NBA fan, go listen to that. But that's going to be it for this episode. That is Austin Hill. I'm Austin Waiter, and thank you for listening.